welcome to the Faith Heights Church audio podcast. We pray that this message will bless you and feed your faith as you listen in today. I hear uh, Candace did a great job last week. I don't know how many of you were here to hear Candace. I'm glad she was able to take it. We decided to stay in Denver a little longer. Um, thank the Lord for the helpers in this church. Whatever you are doing in this church is directly connected to anything good you see happening in this church. Picking up a piece of paper on the floor, vacuuming the carpet, helping with landscaping, cameramen, children's workers, nursery workers, office help, stage, pra uh, praise team. Any good thing that happens in this church is going to go to your account because without you doing what you're doing, none of this other stuff could happen like it's supposed to. All right, let's turn in our Bibles, please, to... Um, well, let's see. Let's, um, let's go to Isaiah 58. And we're going to talk a little bit more about fasting and praying and what that'll do for our ministry and what that'll do for our life. When we're talking about fasting, we're not talking about something that changes God. We're talking about something that changes us. You know, one of the greatest things about fasting and praying during that time of fasting is that we become more sensitive to the powerful things we have in Christ. Because if, the, if we're not aware, acutely aware of what the Lord has done for us, we're not going to appropriate properly what he has done for us. We need to be more aware of the spiritual blessings that are ours in Christ Jesus, especially when we're ministering to other people. And here's the interesting revelation is you and I have power. We have faith. We have everything we need to set anybody free who wants to get free. We have it. The Lord gave it to us the moment we were born again. What we got to do is we got to develop in revelation, understanding of what we have, so that it's more to the forefront of our life instead of just some distant dream fantasy over here. Like, you know, when you're ministering to somebody and they need a miracle, well, miracle power should be able to come on the scene and if they want it, and, and if we're more in tune with these things of the Spirit, we'll see more uh, successful ministry in these areas. Fasting doesn't give us power. Fasting doesn't change God's mind. Fasting changes us. We go from too natural to more spiritual, and now we're more ready to, to see good things manifest in our life. You know, Kenneth Hagin said when he fasted two days a week back in the day, he said healings came more easily to him after a time of fasting. Healings, divine healings became more easily, became easier uh, during a time or after a time of fasting. And it wasn't that he gained brownie points with the Lord, it's he became more sensitive to how prayer works, to how faith works, to our authority over the devil and disease and depression. And the more we're aware of that power over those things, the more we're going to appropriate that power over those things. So, Let's go ahead and read Isaiah 58, and let's look at verse 6. This is the Lord talking to the people of the day, and they weren't doing real well. They were sick. They were depressed. And it says, God said, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, 
to loose the bands of wickedness. Stop right there. Can we expect bands of wickedness to be loose on a higher level if we'll get a little more spiritual, maybe do a little fasting and praying above what we've been doing? This is the thing about it. See, loosing the bands of wickedness, it's so easy just to take the natural route when you're not fasting and praying and, and you're just indulging in everything you want to do, everything you feel like doing. It's just, it's so hard to receive and to be a channel for the power of God to flow through if we're too much in the natural realm. Then all our, all our help's just going to be natural remedies. Well, maybe you should get some sleep or take some vitamins. And, and some of those things are fine. And sometimes the Spirit of God will lead us in that area. But there is divine healing. And it needs to be flowing a lot more in and through the church than it has been. And I think fasting would assist us. I, you can go crazy with a message like this. Fast too long. Go beyond what the Holy Spirit leads you and actually maybe hurt your body and not do good. No, that's not what we're talking about. But there are occasions and there are certain times where a little fasting and extra prayer would do wonders for you receiving a miracle or healing, you getting a breakthrough, you overcoming a challenge that just came against you, or ministering to other people who are going through stuff. Um, well, let's just read a little bit more here. The Bible says, is, is not this the fast that I have chosen for you, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke. And then he goes on, says, Is it not to deal your bread to the hungry, that you bring the poor that are cast out into your house when you see the naked that you cover him? How can you do that if you're broke? And that you hide not yourself from your own flesh. Then shall your light break forth as the morning. That's like saying goodbye to depression right there. And God said, Your health your health, you know, you that are fasting, you that are thinking more about helping other people, you that are doing a little suffering in the flesh so you can help people on a higher level, your health is going to spring forth speedily. And you're not earning anything from the Lord. You're just more receptive to the things of God when you're more spiritual. Can I get a high five? He said, your health will spring forth speedily. I like that. A quick healing. We're told right here how to get a quick healing. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing. You know, we all want, it's, it's kind of like there's this convenience level. You know, there, there's this, if I have time level, it's like I have no doubt that, that everybody is serving God to a degree. But when you get to that inconvenient level, you know, that the flesh really doesn't want to hear about. Uh, no, let, let, that's, we, we don't have to go higher. We're under grace. So we don't have to do any more. Well, sometimes you have to do more just to change you, not to get anything from God. You've already got all spiritual blessings. Sometimes you have to go further in your disciplines and in your crucifying the flesh and putting down certain desires because you are not at the level you need to be. You're not trying to get anything from the Lord. He's already given us everything. But we can become more aware of spiritual things. We can become more aware of faith, how it works, how prayer works, our authority over disease, how to use it. And so he's telling you here how to get a quick healing. It's interesting because he's writing the people that are sick. Or why would you say your health will spring forth speedily? He's writing to people that are depressed. Or why would you say your light will break forth as the morning? Hmm? So what's he saying? He's saying, hey, you sick and depressed people. It's time to get your mind off yourself and start helping other people. And really, we do need to at times act like 
we're already healed by helping others like we're already free. Even if it's just a prayer or a visit or a phone call or a text or an email. That's an act of faith that you believe you're healed. Well, when you act in faith believing you're healed, you, what happens then? Well, the Bible says the blessings start to increase quickly. So if you're depressed and if you're sick and you want a quick healing, what should you do? Maybe do a little fasting of pleasurable things. Maybe do a little fasting of a little food or some pleasant food. Maybe do a little fasting of TV and take that time and help people. Either pray for them, write them a letter, go visit them. What happens? Well, the Bible says one of the results of that is depression leaves and health springs forth speedily. I know this firsthand experience. When I first got saved, I was under a lot of oppression. Uh, I, was, I lived a very loose life and rock and roll and drugs and all the whole nine yards. And, and I had done drugs that had really had bad experiences, ended up in the hospital. And, um, and so when I got saved, I, I realized I, my, my mind needed to be renewed and I needed to grow stronger in, in my faith and spiritually. And one of the things, and this may sound strange, but I had to help people. <laughs> now I want to, but back then, I had to. Why? Because I was in trouble. And I needed some quick healing. And this scripture right here told me how to get a quick healing. I need to quit thinking about my depression, my anxiety, the paranoia, the fear, the junk, the demons, the darkness that's coming against me, I, the lies. I need to get out there and help people. So you know what I did? Any avenue I could find, I started helping people. I'd go, I, somehow I got into the jails. I was able to minister people in the jails, which is amazing. They need help. On the streets, uh, I, in the church that I was going to at that time, I would help the special needs kids on Sunday mornings. And I would help in children's church. I would do anything. I would mow the pastor's lawn. I, I would do anything I could think of to help people. And you know what happened? My light broke forth like the morning <laughs> Oh, it was wonderful. I'm talking, when you're in darkness for a long time and you see a glimmer of light, you're like, glory to God, there's light at the end of the tunnel. And then those glimmers got longer and longer and longer and longer. And pretty soon I was in the light. Amen. So wonderful. Um, so turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 4. I'm sharing all this because we're getting ready to pray. And I want you to have some of these things beyond this Wednesday night prayer meeting. In 1 Peter chapter 4, I'm going to say a couple statements I never said before that go right along the lines of this that I think are very thought-provoking that will help you to maybe understand the power of fasting properly. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit through Peter said, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh... Arm yourselves likewise, believer, with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And how many of you would agree that fasting entails a little flesh suffering? Anybody would think going without a meal or two when you're hungry or not watching certain TV programs for a while and taking that time to pray instead or... How many think it's a little bit hurtful on the flesh to fast? Well, this scripture here says, He that suffered in the flesh has ceased 
from missing it. To sin means you miss it. You, you're missing something. You're missing the mark. You're, you know you're not doing something you should be doing or you're doing something you know you shouldn't be doing. Well, in the area of fasting, I wanted you to see this because one of the things I wrote down is sometimes you must hurt in the flesh to help your flesh. Huh, I, have I gotten one amen tonight? <laughs> Can I get one amen? <laughs> I'm just kidding you. So sometimes you have to hurt in the flesh to help your flesh. You know, I said earlier at the beginning of the message that Kenneth Hagin wrote in his book, A Common Sense Guide to Fasting, which is a great book. I encourage everybody to get it. He said he found that healings came more easily during a time of fasting or after a time of fasting, whether it was for himself or ministering to other people. Healings came more easily. Because let's face it, if you're praying instead of eating or praying instead of doing something uh, pleasurable, well, you're getting more spiritual than physical. Your physical appetites are not ruling you. They're, they're not pulling on you so strong when you're in the spirit. Um, you know, we need to ask ourselves this question probably every day. Who's boss? <laughs> my feelings, my appetites, my physical desires, or the spirit man on the inside of me who's being led by the Holy Spirit? Who's boss? And this is why going beyond just fasting a meal or a day or two this is why living a fasted life is so advantageous. Living a fasted life simply means you always let your flesh know who's boss. You're in control of every bite of food, not your flesh. You know what I'm talking about? You're in control of how hot the water should be, how cold the water should be. You're, you're in control. Instead of just boom, 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 just doing everything the flesh wants, how about we remind ourselves, who's boss? There's a scripture in the New Testament that says there was a group of people whose God was their belly. Now, how many of you know God gave us taste buds for a reason? He wants us to enjoy food. He just doesn't want food to be our God. He doesn't want food to be something that's controlling us. He doesn't want our taste buds controlling us. These things are nice. These things are from the Lord. But if you go too far with them, you start being more, uh, you start being more caught up with the creation than the creator. Did you know that in God's presence, there's fullness of joy? And at his right hand, pleasures forevermore? But the same Bible says there was a group of people who loved pleasure more than God. Well, we know pleasure is not wrong because at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. God wants us to enjoy life. He says, I want your joy to be full. He gave us feelings. But here's the thing. We got to watch out about our feelings calling all the shots. About our feelings telling us what we're going to do, where we're going to eat, how much we're going to do, you have to watch out about your flesh being the boss. Yes, we attend to its needs. Yes, we're thankful for the good things that we can taste and enjoy. Thank the Lord for that. But it can go too far. The enemy knows that a lot of these things are from the Lord. He'll try to push us too far in them. 
Do you know what I mean by that? He'll try to get you to go past the line of self-control. So we have to ask ourselves, who's the boss? Who's going to be the boss today? The inner man on the inside who's hooked up with God? Or the outward man with the feelings and emotions and flesh? Passions? Desires? Well, you, you know as well as I do, passions and desires can go beyond what they should and get you in trouble. In this area of fasting, I just thought it would be cool to bring this scripture out because the Bible talks about he that suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. In other words, you can't have both. You can't have everything your flesh wants <laughs> right? and be holy at the same time. Do you realize your flesh isn't saved yet? Anybody figure that out? <laughs> when I got born again, my spirit was alive to God. I wanted to love people, but my flesh still wanted some flaky things. What do you do at a time? Now, now if, if, if being fleshy was not that big a deal, the Bible wouldn't use the words crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts thereof. Crucify the flesh. That's strong language. That's saying you better watch out about your flesh. You better watch out. You, you, you have to get the hammer and the nail and the spike. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. He died daily to things that he felt like he wanted or his emotions were trying to pull him into. So do this with me now. Turn to Matthew 17. Matthew 17. We don't have a whole, whole lot more time, but let's look at Matthew 17. We want to reserve at least 15 minutes to pray. In Matthew 17, I want you to notice in verse 14. And when they, Jesus and the disciples, were come to the multitude, there came to Jesus a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falls into the fire and into the water. In the other trans, uh, Luke's gospel says to destroy him. And he said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. Now I want you to remember that. Remember this phrase. The man brought his sick son to the disciples. Okay. Nine of them, because three of them were with Jesus on the mountain in prayer. And he said, I brought my son to your disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. <laughs> that's, not what that's not what religion would say right there. Religion would say, Oh, sir, um, you brought your son to the nine disciples of the Lamb, the apostles of the Lamb, and you're saying that your son was not cured? Well, just understand, God's will sometimes is that people aren't healed. We don't know why in His mysterious, sovereign will. It's just sometimes it's the will of God to heal, and sometimes it's not His will to heal. So just take your lunatic boy and go home and bear your cross. And That's what religion would say. What did Jesus say? The man said, Jesus, my son's a lunatic. He's about to be destroyed. A spirit's got a hold of him. I brought him to your disciples that they could cure him and they could not. And what did Jesus say? What did he say the problem was? 
What did Jesus say the problem was? What did Jesus say the problem was? Faithlessness. And he was talking about everybody around him at that time because he used the word generation. Can a whole generation be faithless? Can most people around you be faithless? It happened before. It could happen again. Oh, faithless generation. Is that what he said? And perverse generation. How long shall I be with you and how long shall I suffer you or put up with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. All right, I want you to just think about this. Just because you pray and don't get the healing you want doesn't mean God wants you to stay sick. Just because the best preacher in the world prayed for you and you didn't get delivered doesn't mean God wants you bound. It doesn't mean he has some sovereign will, uh, mysterious will in you not getting free. It just simply means that for some reason or another, their prayer didn't work and you didn't receive. Well, what should you do if you want to get delivered? Number one, realize this. It's always God's will for hurting and sick people to be healed and free. Always. And if your prayer doesn't work and the best evangelist in the world prayed for you and it didn't work, that doesn't mean God wants you to stay bound. It just means you need to go directly to Jesus, go deeper in the scriptures and find out what's going on and he will tell you. Praise the Lord. Instead of saying, well, I prayed and my pastor prayed and, and I'm still sick or my child's still sick. Well, we did our best. I guess it's just God's will that this disease run its course. Maybe we'll lose them early in life. I don't know. We prayed. It must be God's will. It must be God's will. No. It's never God's will that somebody stays sick and stays bound. Never. Why would Jesus go through all the brutal beatings if he wanted us to stay sick? Himself took our infirmities, bare our sicknesses. By his gashes, we were healed. That's a redemptive right. That's a big time thing to God that we're healed and delivered. No, it, it doesn't prove at all that it's God's will that people aren't healed because prayer after prayer they weren't healed. No, no, no. Jesus proved that right here. And what did Jesus say the, the reason was? Faithlessness. And you know why that's really good news? Because you can grow in faith. You can get as strong as you want in faith. You can have as much faith as you want. Pastor, you're saying I don't have any faith? No, no. Listen, a lot of people have great faith for forgiveness of sins. And they're not walking under any guilt. They're, they're, they're free because they have great faith in forgiveness of sins. There's, there's a lot of people who have great faith that they're going to heaven when they die. They're not concerned about it at all, not afraid to die at all. They have great faith in that area. But that doesn't mean you have great faith in all areas. Do you know why people have great faith in forgiveness of sins and going to heaven when they die? Because it's preached all the time. You know why people don't have great faith for healing and prosperity? Because there's hardly any churches that preach that part of the gospel. But if we would preach healing and if we would preach prosperity, we'd have just as much faith for healing and prosperity as we do for forgiveness of sins and going to heaven when we die. Do you know, you can, you can build your faith in the area of divine protection from diseases and accidents. How? Well, by hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's really good news. So it's so interesting to me to see here that Jesus healed this boy that even the disciples were not able to cure. And then in verse 20, excuse me, verse 19, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? Now, I want you to hold your finger here. Don't lose this page. Go to Matthew 10, 
Matthew chapter 10 and verse 1. You ready? Y'all there? And when Jesus, now this is way earlier than this story we just read. When Jesus had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. What's going on here? They already had authority and power from Jesus to cast out unclean spirits. Luke's gospel says power over all demons and to cure diseases. Jesus gave the disciples previously before this boy got delivered, he had given them power to take care of this situation. Did, did, you, did you see that? The Lord gave them power and it was working for them. They were going everywhere and they were all excited going, Lord, even the devils are subject to us in your name. They were like rejoicing and praising God. Lord, this is working. Why didn't it work here? In Matthew 17. Go back to Matthew 17. I wanted you to see here, Jesus gave them power. He gave them authority over all demons and to cure all diseases. Why didn't it work in Matthew 17 when that man brought his boy to them? You, you remember that? Matthew 17, verse 16. The man said, I besought your disciples and they could not cure him. Why? They had the power. Are you all listening? Why could they not cure him? They had the power from Jesus to cure him. Well, we know immediately their faith was not up to par this day. Something Something had to have been going on before this time of ministry to where their faith wasn't in real good shape. Because Jesus said, look at verse 20. Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. But now, now if you read a little farther, we're going to find out there are some things that lead up to unbelief. And there are some things that lead up to strong faith. Church, are you following me here? There are some things in our daily agenda that lead to unbelief and there's some things in our daily lifestyle that leads to faith. What should we be most interested in? Things that lead to our faith. Things that lead to getting results, right? And we know faith is, is the thing the Lord says here that gets results. And so he says, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you should say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it should remove, and nothing should be impossible unto you. How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Praying and fasting has to do with how we're living our life before a ministry opportunity comes our way. There are some situations, there are some uh, circumstances, there are some uh, problems that could reach a level where we're going to need to be a little more spiritual to deal with it successfully. Oh, I hope you're taking notes because this is absolutely life-saving for somebody. I believe what the Lord's saying here, he's saying, listen, guys, you, you, you didn't have the, your, your faith wasn't working properly, and there's a reason why. 
there's a reason why. Well, maybe their hearts were bothering about something. Maybe it was that whole strife thing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of God? Who's going to be, Peter, you're going to be the greatest? Andrew, Bartholomew, who's going to be the greatest? How many know that? That's, that's not good. <laughs> then Jesus had to come on the scene and say, if you want to be the greatest, you be the servant of all. It's not about status. It's not about position. It's about serving. If you really want to go up, you need to be a better server. But I don't know what it was exactly, but it seemed like something got in and they were not able to be as bold or as authoritative or as, or as full of faith as they needed to be. And it must have had something to do with being a little bit carnal or maybe I should say not as spiritual as they needed to be. Maybe they were caught up in some natural things or, and they just got caught, up, caught by surprise. You know, that's why the Bible says be instant in season, out of season. You know, you've got to be ready. You, we need to be living our lives in such a way where no matter what happens, we're ready for it. And that's not going to happen if we're just going with the flow of the world around us, the course of this world. There's some things that the Lord's dealt with me about in the past that are pleasurable, they're okay, they're, you know, nice. But the Lord said, son, there's some of the things you're going to have to put on hold for two reasons. Number one, you need to spend a little more time praying. And number two, your flesh is getting a little too high on the totem pole. So, how we live our life determines if we're ready for the evil day or if we're ready to minister or not. So let me read you these things and we'll just start praying here. We must do what we don't like to get what we do like. <laughs> for instance, if somebody needs a healing or if you need a healing, it might do good. And this is, again, be led by the Spirit. You know, make sure it's not just doing something in the flesh. And don't, don't try to be earning something from the Lord. If you want to get more spiritual, I would say that's a good reason to fast and pray. Um, so let's say your body's hurting. Well, sometimes you have to do a little bit of extra praying and a little bit extra seeking, hearing sermons, which is hard on the flesh at times because you might want to just take a hot bath or go to bed earlier or whatever. And sometimes you have to hurt in the flesh to get that flesh healed. You know what I mean? You, continue, you can continue to have satisfied passions and satisfied desires or you can put those things on hold for a while and get a healing. I personally would rather be healed than to just let something run its course for four weeks. Think about this. We must do what we don't want to get what we want. You understand that? Sometimes you got to do what you don't want to do to get what you really want. Well, I really want healing, but I don't want to spend time in the Word. Well, I just don't feel like it. I just, I just want, to, I want, to, I want to be entertained. I just want satellite. You know, I just want cable TV to, to wash over me for a while, and I want to escape. Well, sometimes it might be worth it to put a few things on hold, get in the Word, hear a good sermon, pray in other tongues, worship the Lord, and actually get healed of that thing. 
And I'm not saying you can't get healed without fasting. Please don't misunderstand me. You can get healed without fasting. But if, if there's anything that you would like to do to speed things up, you might have to get a little less natural and a little more spiritual so that your faith is more to the front of your life instead of way in the back, you know, kind of thinking, well, faith seems so mysterious. No, faith is real. I know how to walk by faith. I'm in the spirit. I know how to do this. So, all right, that's good enough for now. So take that with you. We're going to pray now for about 15 minutes for a few things the Lord wants us to pray for. One of the things I've been sensing the Lord leading us to pray for is for a greater manifestation of the miracle power of God. I was reading just recently, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians, God has set gifts of healings in the church. God has set workings of miracles in the church. So we know that the ability and the potential is here. What we need to do is we need to pray that we start getting more sensitive to being used of the Lord in these areas. Uh, we're reading Exodus. Isn't Exodus, wasn't Genesis great? Isn't this an awesome time of reading our chapter Monday through Friday? Ooh. I was reading in Exodus and it's so interesting. It said like five times, God heard the groaning of his people. God heard their groanings and their sufferings in Egyptian bondage. God heard their groanings and it touched him and it moved. He says, he says, their groanings has come up to my ears. And God basically says, I feel for Israel. I want to deliver them. But now how did he do it? He had to find a man. So when we're praying for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. We're not just praying for things to fall out of the sky. We're praying for us to be in line, to be ready to be used. So when a miracle does need to come forth, it comes through you to her, from him to him. You know, you know what I'm saying? If we're believing God for the miracle power of God, then we need to be believing we're coming up and we're going to be more used. We need to start seeing ourselves more used of the gifts of the Spirit. Because we can't just pray for more miracles and not, you know, not expect to be used. So let's pray about the, some of those things. Now let's pray for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit to be in greater manifestation. And let's just declare some things tonight. Let's just declare it's, it's healing and miracle time and we're not going to give up on that. Father, we worship you tonight. And Lord, we are to a degree right now fasting. We're fasting shows on TV. We're fasting stuff we could be doing at home. Maybe we're fasting a meal right now and postponing it till later or whatever. But Father, as we fast and pray tonight, we're asking for the Holy Spirit to help all of us to just get in line orchestrate things, Father. Orchestrate us so more manifestations of the Holy Spirit can come on the scene. Gifts of healings, workings of miracles, special faith, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, prophecy, tongues, interpretation. Father, we're asking tonight in agreement with thanksgiving that you would help everything in our church and in our lives to be orchestrated by the leading of your spirit so that the deliverance you want to happen, the healings that you want to happen, which we know is everyone, we're asking, Father, help us. Show us, even as we pray tonight. We open the door, Father, to greater moves of your spirit. We open the door tonight to greater moves of your power and your goodness and your glory. Oh, Father, we thank you. Church, let's just lift our voice now. Let's praise 
the Lord. Let's pray in other tongues. Let's pray with the understanding. Don't worry about what you sound like. Lives are at stake. We need to pray with all of our heart. We can't hold back at times. We just got to let it flow like a river. Father, we pray in the spirit and we pray with the understanding. Also, guys, every Wednesday night, let's put that scripture up on the screen. 1 Corinthians 14, 2. Father, we pray with our hearts tonight and we see great and mighty things happening in our church and through our church. Oh, di bangando le frenisce papacuto, mandare grebina, eto de framoto, shoko utoromo, brovoteke, kianto, brovonoce, ifiana, ambre, keato, sukoto, lombre, keanta. You can feel free to walk around if you want to. Sometimes walking and praying, that's fine. You can do that. You can come to the altar in prayer. You can stay seated, get on your knees, whatever you want to do. Just pour your heart out to the Lord tonight. And let's believe God for an increase of the healing power of God, the miracle power of God in this church and overflowing into our city and valley in Jesus' name. Lord, you know what it takes for that to happen? And we pray that it happens in Jesus' name. Viante, Brenda Chiasto, Genota, Ando, Brovonote, Grifiana, Andolomopoku Ushto, Mandakitia Plena, Egre de Gisto Fopoku Utolomopovoteke, Grianto, Zomonoce, Gifia Deanto, Brondo, Ita, Grefiesho, Mondele me Paato, Vongonie, Eto Crabagini, Ita de Fremiatico, Zitano, Mongreagena, Ambrachia Dofo, and if you're watching online, pray in tongues with us. We can sense your help and your power. We're together in this. We're believing God that works of the devil are being unraveled, melted, and destroyed and dissolved. In Jesus' name, things that looks like there's no hope, they're dissolving. Things that look like there's no way out, they're dissolving. We're believing, Father. You make a way when there is no way. Jesus is the way. And we thank you for diseases departing, cancers shriveling and drying and leaving people's bodies, depression and fear that's running the family stopping. Father, we're expecting diabetes to be healed and turned around. We're expecting, Father, cutufra, mediano, cosisogione, tumors to shrivel and die and leave people's bodies. Father, we're expecting broken hearts to be healed and mended by you, the one, the faithful, true one. Thank you, Lord. Oh, brecadaso, socootele me bandangrege. Vitano, bronoce, kifiatic, ecosipacutolomo, bronvondige. Father, we're expecting habits and addictions to break and to fall and to be gone once and for all. Things that have plagued your people and held them back. We're asking, Father God, that chains, addictions, and bondages would be dissolved in the name of Jesus by the power of your word, by the power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, we're believing. Today as a church, we're agreeing and we're believing, Father, for greater manifestations of your power greater manifestations of your healing power. Oh, Father, we're expecting. We're expecting wonderful things. Oh, Father, we pray for the souls of your people to be un un untangled and to be undisturbed. Father, we're asking that revelation of your love and your mercy would dawn upon your people's hearts and minds and melt all that twisted junk on the inside. 
Help people to be free in their souls. Help people to be free in their minds, Father, from guilt and condemnation and lies of the devil. Oh, Father, pofre manticio, tolomo pongontinfle, zicanto rematefiana, eho shukundo, bramba ita frendiego. Father, your word says that as we speak in tongues, we speak not unto men, but unto God. No man understands us, howbeit in the Spirit we speak mysteries. And so, Father, we speak out of our spirit things that our mind may not even know about. And we're expecting victory, victory, victory for anyone who needs it in Jesus' name. We're asking, Father, for the speeding up of manifestations of healing and whatever it takes, may it happen in Jesus' name. Father, we're reaching out to you tonight that you would help us on the inside and help us on the outside. Show us things we need to see by the gifts of the Spirit. Bring forth your word of wisdom and word of knowledge, Father. Let discerning of spirits operate on a higher level. Father, we're asking that workings of miracles and special faith and gifts of healings come on the scene more than ever. We desire earnestly the gifts of the Spirit, Father. We earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. You wouldn't tell us to covet earnestly if it wasn't your will and it couldn't happen. Lord, we thank you. It's happening. We declare it is happening. And bondages are breaking. Bondages are breaking. Mountains are being moved. Things that are wrong are being turned around. Bondages are being broken. Things are stopping that need to stop in Jesus' name. Depressions and fear, guilt and anxiety, blockages. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the moving of your spirit. Thank you for the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Church, I want to encourage you, pray from your gut, pray from your belly, pray from your heart. There's people that need us praying tonight. There's people that need us not holding back tonight. Oh, thank you, Lord. I believe I just heard the Holy Spirit say, if we knew what these prayers tonight were doing to our future, we wouldn't want to stop. We'd want to go hour after hour. If we knew, if we could see what God sees, what our prayers tonight are doing to our future and other people's future, we wouldn't want to stop. So just have that in mind as you're praying tonight. Know that great and mighty things are happening now and in our future that wouldn't happen otherwise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I heard the Spirit of God say there are some things that are going to be taken care of quicker now because my church is praying than it would have to take quite a while if you hadn't prayed tonight. Things are going to be take care, taken care of quicker because the Lord's helping us to pray tonight. We've yielded. He's helping us. 
bofre manda creditolomo ombre que exte de pacalo uchente, quicker breakthroughs, quicker manifestations of victory. Quicker. Bante egregivatolo. Friend, don't, don't underestimate the power of other tongues coming out of your belly and out of your mouth. It's powerful. It's called rivers of living water. And everywhere the river goes, people get life and they get healing. Genteleme pangotolo mo povote egrestivana efre. Gimando brofechiata ecre genuto movonte cravanita addo zomole ginanco vomonotic eto crejiba bavado cromonote. If you don't pray in tongues, just pray that the powerful things of God would be manifest. Pray that His will concerning healing and deliverance would happen in our valley. Pray that the level of healing rises in our valley. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Potele frematicus, secutolomo promo hasheva antelime pangindo, bonde grifiato bromononoke zandele craista vebelete keesho bonle itana va antolomo poso cuutolomo provotica javina egrevitaso brondele me pangando jonomo pongontinfle zicatufro zantele me paianto gromone e javina endele me pangonie vagado zonoce vianto Bromono otekrasistava, jeteleme pago utolomo provo oteke. Father, we worship you. Father, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you, Jesus. Vondeleme paka atolomo fromo oteleve keteba antere crasito, brovele ekejemeanto, brondeleve kia tabla, ette, gristo, vondo, bronje, ita, grefiano, mondele grevitaca. Vandaleme paustaco, vombre jequina e crevianto, brovele pafuto, kianta ende bremanisha. Oh, thank you. Let us all come into agreement right now. I just sense there's some people in our church and close to us that need supernatural strength right now. And now, if we all come together and pray for this, man, things are going to happen so much quicker for these people. So just right now, pray this with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we're asking you to strengthen our brother, to strengthen our sister, whoever they are and wherever they are, who need help right now. They need help. They need strength. Lord, we're asking you, strengthen them with might by your spirit in their inner man. Oh, thank you for doing it, Lord. Thank you for strengthening them, giving them supernatural strength to overcome stuff. You know, sometimes those lies of the devil just cause the people to just drag their feet un almost unconsciously. Well, we just come against all lies and we say, shut up, devil, in the name of Jesus. And we believe this prayer for strength is working. Father God, we thank you. Your people are being strengthened because you give power to the faint. And to them that have no might, you increase strength. And we thank you, Lord, it's happening. We come into agreement. We say it's happening. They're getting stronger right now as we're speaking. They're getting stronger and stronger. And they will get stronger and stronger throughout the night and through tomorrow and the rest of the week. Strength will increase in them. And they will overcome quicker. And they will get to the top quicker in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for strength. Thank you for strengthening them, Father. 
you know who they are and you know where they're at. And we declare strength is rising up in them big time. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for greater manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for greater moves of your spirit. We thank you for immediate healings and miracles and deliverances. We thank you for the gifts of the spirit being in manifestation, Father, in a greater degree. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father God. Before we dismiss tonight, just take one more minute. I want to pray for those in authority. I want to pray for President Biden, Vice President Harris. I want to pray for uh, Polis. I want to pray for Congresswoman Lauren Boebert and all that are in authority in our city, state, city, county, state, and country. Father, right now we lift up those that are in government positions of authority, legislative, executive, judicial. We're asking, Lord, that you would turn these men and women's hearts whithersoever you will. We're asking, Father, that you would give them strength to make right decisions. We're asking you, Father, to help them to discern between good and evil. Help them, Father God, to be strong for what's right and against what's wrong. And Father, if there's anyone that needs set up that's not yet set up, set them up. And if there's anyone that needs set down, set them down, Lord. In the name of Jesus, do this for your church's sake, Father, your body's sake, Jesus, we pray. Father, we pray for these men and women and we thank you for them. And we thank you for hearing and answering these prayers. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just thank the Lord for a minute or so. Release some joy. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for your integrity. We thank you for your love and your mercy and your grace. Father, we thank you for your holy written word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the angels. We thank you for the name of Jesus. We thank you for the armor of God. We thank you, Lord, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Oh, Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for the fivefold ministry. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for all these wonderful, wonderful blessings you've given us and for hearing and answering our prayers tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. You are dismissed. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. For more information about this ministry, visit faithheights.org. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. To sow into this ministry, visit faithheights.org and click on the Donate tab. 